Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Who said that? Who the f said that? Is it Tommy F? Phone's for you. I think it's the devil. Who are these f***ing guys? Is it Tommy F? We'll go to the loony bin together. It's a lot of nonsense. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest man. Welcome back, everybody, to everybody's favorite American television show, Total BS Podcast Livestream. What's up, Justin? I swear it wasn't a two-for-one special at the Coyotes team store. <laughs> Saul and I just decided, you know, we're going to both throw on Coyotes-related hats. He's got a Coyotes hat on. I have a Tucson runner on his hat. And we both decided we're also going to wear wrap t-shirts. We rep that hockey, so- baby. We rep that hockey. It don't matter. <laughs> Let's do that hockey. Let's, Let's do go. that hockey. Yeah, there you go. Let's also do that Total BS podcast, man. I'm excited for today's show. We also just happen to be wearing um, some rap paraphernalia as well. You got a, a Drake shirt versus Ke- uh, Yeezy. I got a little Nipsey hustle going on. I don't. We didn't plan this. It just happened. We didn't plan just, it. Hey, it, I mean, we got good taste. That's what. It, that's what happened. You know what I mean? So I felt I felt like a little kid getting ready to go to school. I was like trying to pick out my outfit, trying to pick out a hat. Like, oh, Saul's gonna really like this. Let me throw some flavor. Let me throw a Roadrunner's hat with a Six God versus Jesus shirt. Come to find out, you had the same mindset, and that's why we do what we do, brother. Great minds think alike. Here we go. <laughs> Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool is just part of the program. Bitch, you best 16 if you must. You're not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us. Yo, your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool. It's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us. Just like every single week, if you want to participate in the show, Drop a comment on whatever stream you're watching this on. Uh, I know uh, we got some followers on uh, tw- my Twitter page and on Periscope and then our YouTube channel, our Facebook channel, and also on Twitch as well. So we are uh, man, we, yes. try to, we try to hit every single social media platform. Absolutely. And we want to make this as interactive as possible. The Sunday podcasts are always the ones that you need to participate in because we do our middle of the week podcast, but... It, we just record it. We talk about some important things, and then we upload it to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, which you should most definitely subscribe to. But our Sunday podcast, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook Live, and since you ha- have the ability to watch us, why not drop some comments, make this as interactive as possible, and we can make this a fun podcast for everyone. We know that we have a blast, but we want to make sure that you guys have a blast, blast too. So help us out. Like Biggie said, I can bring my friends, you can bring your friends, and we can all be friends. You know what I mean? We do this every weekend. <laughs> all right? <laughs> Is that all right with you? <laughs> yeah, keep banging. There keep, we go. Keep, all keep right, banging. on to the next thing, baby. Uh, we, we Like like Justin said, we got a lot of stuff going on today. Uh, we're waiting for Bijan Robinson, who is probably the best freshman running back in the country coming into this college football season. Knock on wood, we have a college football season. Um, we're waiting for him to join us. Uh, but along with that, man, this was a busy, busy week, especially when it came to Major League Baseball and the NBA. Uh, some unexpected news with the NBA. I think that's a good place to start is with the NBA. Uh, obviously, we all know about the the 22 team plan, 1600 uh, personnel in this bubble in Orlando. But, but, major thing happened over the weekend with Kyrie Irving leading the charge in an 80 person telephone call, and essentially Kyrie was saying we should they should sit out uh, because the eyes of the world are waiting for a distraction, essentially. Um, to paraphrase, are waiting for a distraction to take everybody's mind off of what's really going on right now. And I think the important thing right now is is that because of what has happened with George Floyd and the F- George Floyd protests and the Black Lives Matter movement, more importantly, there's a there's a sense of concern that if we get back to sports, people will completely forget about it and move on like it like has had happened in the past. I you know I, I know that's that's one thing. And um, as we move forward. Kyrie has been known to be kind of a a little bit of a diva, a little bit of a uh, a tough pickle to deal with. You know, LeBron has said as much. Uh, people know this; that's his rep. Um, so nobody knows if this is like a, a 
uh, this is a true feeling from his perspective. He says it is. I'm going to take him for his word because I don't know the guy. If that's what he says, that's the lead. And he's not the only one that has felt like this either. You know, there's been other other people on the call. I think uh, Carmelo Anthony was one of them as well, saying this is something we should strong. They should strongly consider is not resuming the NBA season until some legitimate change happens. However, you have those Twitter followers, those Twitter haters, those Twitter uh, trolls that are out there like, really, really easy for Kyrie to say that since he's already out for the rest of the season due to a shoulder injury. And, you know, so I don't know, Justin, what's your take on the whole thing? I was like those other Twitter followers at first because we didn't have all of the information. So when we first heard the reports that the NBA players were having this meeting to discuss, you know, better ways to move forward with this re-entry plan. As soon as I heard Kyrie Irving was at the forefront, I rolled my eyes just like everyone else because Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Like you said, he's a diva and he has this long history of just doing things where you just sit there and just, just roll your eyes. I mean, the he's whole, a flat earther. He's a flat earther. He's so. a flat earther. He's a flat earther. He <laughs> believes the earth is flat. So that, I mean, that says everything you need to know about Kyrie Irving, but I mean, from the time that him and LeBron were together winning championships and one championship in Cleveland, he wanted to be that number one guy. He wanted to be that person that could be a franchise player. So, you know, he ruffled the feathers of LeBron James and it seemed like there was a rift in the relationship. Then he goes to Boston and now the the young talent in Boston doesn't really like him or Kyrie Irving isn't as welcoming or he has these unrealistic expectations for guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And so there was a division. There was Kyrie Irving doing his thing. And then you have all these young players doing their thing. And and it just didn't work out in Boston, but you looked at his mentality and how he treated those guys. Now we're here in 2020 and he's at the forefront of possibly not having the season finish out because we were all uh, positive. We were optimistic about the NBA returning on July 30th and then carrying over into October. But then, you know, Kyrie Irving and I applaud him for this. Actually, this is the one time where I'm like, yeah, I'm totally on board with Kyrie Irving because I thought Kyrie Irving doesn't want to see LeBron James win another championship. He is that petty to the point where he doesn't want to see a guy he was uh, former teammates with go out and win a championship because you know the Lakers are going to be in the mix to win that title. But then Kyrie Irving came out and said, no, this isn't about whatever you guys think it is. It's about really what's going on in the world. There are so many bigger issues going on that we need to fix. And I know people want this distraction and they want to see the NBA season be played out. But, you know, we have a platform and this is a chance for us to really make a change. I get the coronavirus concern and the spread when you're in this bubble because you have to test 1,500 people and considering a lot of cases have spiked over the last couple of weeks, there's a strong possibility that at least one or two of those people out of the 1,500 are going to test positive. But with the protesting, with just so much more important things going on, basketball is the last thing that these guys need to be worrying about. And I appreciate that. I know Kyle Kuzma said, you know, some of us just want to go out there and compete and play basketball. That's it. But there, right now in 2020, basketball has got to be on the back burner. There are way more important issues that we need to deal with. And you know what? I applaud Kyrie Irving. I really do. You know, I, I for the longest time, my entire life, really, I have, uh, I have enjoyed the distraction of sports. Um, and I think selfishly and to honestly to my own detriment, you know, I think there was a couple of years ago when Kaepernick did his thing and uh, some of the players came out and, and voiced um, their support of what Cap was doing. And um, there was a moment where you thought, man, are they going to play next Sunday? You know, and I remember very distinctly having a conversation with um, with somebody um, that has been in the has been in the broadcast industry has been around for a very long time and he said there's no chance there's no chance there's no chance money means too much to these guys there's no chance and now i'm sitting here 
um, with the eyes of the world looking down on these protests and wondering what would sports have meant if they had been going on right now. I don't know if the protests would be as severe as they are. Um, People could distract themselves very easily by just watching games and moving on. It's live commentary and um, it's just something that is a, is a ever growing and and manipulative organism that's constantly changing. I, for one personally think that you make a much bigger statement by refusing to play than those of the those people out there saying what's bigger than a stage on national TV you know like you know you got a game and you're on national TV like you that's the place to make your stage um, excuse me no it's not because it's been done and people crapped all over it when Colin Kaepernick had that same stage to himself nobody wanted to hear it and so you take what influences the powerful more than taking money out of their pocket. That's the ultimate, that's the ultimate factor in this, right? So you're going to take a hit. Sure. But by not playing, you're really making a statement to a lot of, of people who can Mm -hmm. actually make a lot of decisions to affect all this change. Well, and saw when you said use your platform. Yes. Oh, you can go into this bubble all eyes are going to be on the NBA because there's nothing else going on in the sports world in the United States. I know overseas soccer, rugby, international sports have come back, but in the U.S., there's nothing going on right now in terms of team sports. So all eyes would be on the NBA, and I understand a lot of people's argument when they say that right there, using the bubble as your platform to address these issues is, you know, it could be the right way, but like you said, Saul, so many people have used their professional platform to shed a light on this issue. Cap did it silently uh, during the football season. And then uh, was it four years ago, five years ago, when the ESPYs went on and you had LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Paul all stand up on the stage and use their platform to address this issue and here we are in 2020 and some things just still haven't changed so we have to figure out a new plan if you really want change in this country you have to do something different you know if you do the same thing over and over again that's the definition of insanity here we are in 2020 nothing has resolved so maybe these nba players can say you know what we're going to sacrifice us playing And we're going to address these issues. And I understand a lot of a lot of people say, well, you know, they're not really sacrificing. You know, I have an issue with Doug Gottlieb because Doug Gottlieb tweeted out Pat Tillman actually sacrificed. And the and it irritates me. No, he said he said Pat Tillman sacrificed everything. Sacrificed everything. That's what Kyrie said. He was willing to sacrifice everything. And Doug Gottlieb tried to make Pat Tillman the voice or the point of that. Why are we using Pat Tillman as a prop still? This what what Kyrie Irving is doing and what Pat Tillman did, it's totally different. Okay. Nobody nobody but it's not Justin. They both wanted to fight for justice, they both wanted to fight for equality, they wanted to end terrorism. What is happening to the black community? Cops are terrorizing the black community. That's why this is all going on right now. So for him to say one is more important than the other is trash. I know Pat Tillman lost his life and God rest his soul. He's one of my biggest heroes of all time because there's just very few people in the world that are willing to sacrifice that amount of money. Um, And then he ends up getting killed in friendly fire and he gave his life for his country. That's the ultimate sacrifice, right? But don't sit there Absolutely. and demean what Kyrie's trying to do or the NBA might be NBA players might tr- be trying to do it's for Apple's equality orange. for other people. We just saw a man with his knee uh, with a with a cop's knee on his neck die. Well, did he make the ultimate sacrifice? It wasn't by choice, but it happened. You know? And so to tell to to demean what Kyrie's trying to do, Doug Gottlieb can go jump off a cliff for all I care cuz that's BS. That's BS. It is. It is. And that's not, a, that's not a plug for the show either, by the way. <laughs> I got to be the, Sorry, man. It reminds me of the the Family Guy skit 
when he's when you find out the the title of the movie actually in the movie and it shows him in the movie theater and he hears the title and he goes oh there it is there's the title um no, no it was i know it wasn't a, sh- uh, a shameless plug saw but i just don't understand why you have to bring pat tillman in it that can't be and the it, measuring and, stick and, for every and, single person and, trying to get what's and, right in the country and and you notice when colin kaepernick kneeled during the national anthem people brought up well x y and z i have so and so who's a fam who's a family member who fought overseas in iraq and afghanistan for these rights and it's like it, it's never it's never been about military it's never been about the flag it's about systemic racism in the united states and peacefully doing something about it well baker mayfield and, just said something about it yesterday and he said he was going to take a knee and then people came at him hard on social media Oh, you're disrespecting the flag. You're disrespecting the country. And Baker Mayfield straight up was like, yo, you can miss me with that shit because I don't care. Because this is about what's doing what's right for everybody. What what equal rights truly means at its core. Why the Constitution was built to support and defend every single person in this country, not just the select few. And then J.J. Watt does the same thing today. And somebody said, or actually, somebody had already socialed out on because of, because of the Baker Mayfield thing. There's no way you'd ever see J.J. Watt uh, doing this. And J.J. Watt re- replied by, A, don't speak on my behalf, and B, if you can't understand why people were taking a knee for the flag, then you don't want to listen to anything anyway. So don't, don't, worry, don't worry about me. J.J. Watt's probably one of, the, one of the, the few people out there not few people. There's a lot of NFL and NBA players and Major League Baseball players that are really active on this. Um, but J.J. Watt is is one of those ones that I feel like has a good grasp on what is going on in his community, what is going on in his country, and wants to do genuinely what what is best for the people around him. We saw it time and time again during the hurricanes in Houston, and, and now he's going to take a stand as well. I, it's just... When you start to use the flag as your blindfold, then you lost me. You lost me. And I think you and I think a large portion of this country is starting to understand that. Um, so you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. We'll see if the NBA ends up coming back. And, Go ahead. Yeah. No, as I say, and, and it's not just Kyrie Irving. He's not standing alone in this at all. You mentioned uh, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard. Is also, you know, a player who has expressed his opinion on this topic. And to think about this, Saul, Dwight Howard joined the Los Angeles Lakers, found a role, and the Lakers are the number one seed. They're the favorites to win the NBA championship. Dwight Howard still hasn't won an NBA championship as a player. The fact that he is willing to kind of put his title run on hold or possibly risk winning a championship for this issue. I mean, it, it says everything you need to know about how heavy this topic is. And like I said, I initially thought Kyrie Irving was just a guy that was going to ruffle some feathers just because he was hurt and he didn't want to see his former peers win a championship. But I appreciate Kyrie and you know his name being attached to this. I I'm just so grateful for it, and I th- and I think it's really awesome. Well, we'll see what if it uh, comes to fruition or uh, what the players really have to say as they move forward and um, things become more and more real. Obviously, you still have the COVID situation, and uh, you and I both know here in Arizona it is becoming a hot, a hot spot uh, here in the country. Uh, now we have surpassed um, New York in terms of um, uh, confirmed cases, like a high spike in confirmed cases or something to that effect. So it's, it's just crazy all the way around. Um, but – uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. With Major League Baseball, though, um, <laughs> uh, it's the gift that keeps on not giving. <laughs> it's just, man, I don't even know where to start with baseball. Essentially, what's happened is the final proposal by the players was 89, full prorated salary. The owners came back. They said, uh, no, how about 70 at 80% or 85%, which essentially 
Rob Manfred can authorize a 48 game season at full prorated salary. No questions asked. Like you have to do it. You have to play. If the players don't abide by that, then they break their own labor law and it becomes a big S show. Right. Um, but by repackaging that 80, uh, 48 game uh, full prorated salary into a 70 game at 80%, the numbers are almost identical. You're just repackaging the same shit over and over again, dude. What are you doing? Like, I I have no idea the way it is, the way it's set up, or what what their goal is. But like you said, it it's just taking the same shit and and giving it back. It's like, hey, uh, how about six? Well, no, no, no. How about? two times three. Oh no. How about three times two? Yeah. How about seven? But like it, it's, they come out with these different formats, but Andrew it's all McCutcheon said that yesterday. Thing. That was brilliant. Yes, that's, brilliant. that's who it was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to, it's shout out to Kutch, but I don't know what, what baseball is trying to do at this point. And, you know, I said, you know, July 4th weekend was really kind of like our soft deadline. And you know, a, a time of the year where, you know, we could really, move forward with the MLB season. But I mean, I don't know, Saul, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get baseball just because, well, we, we will get baseball because the players have finally, they came back with their final proposal and they said, we're not making a proposal. Tell us where to be, when to be there, where we'll go and we'll play your 48 game season. And that's that. So um, we'll see how that goes, but we'll uh, see. I, I feel like, I feel like the players are Eminem and MLB is the free world. And we're in the middle of a rap battle and nobody's paying attention because you're saying the same shit that he said. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? Like, so I Rob Manfred is Papa Doc. <laughs> <laughs> and when the players dropped the mic and said, just tell us where to be there, that was it. He was, he was stunned. He was like, uh, uh, I had nothing. That's it. You know? So, oh, man. So the players said, hey, you just tell us where to be. That was them saying, I'm going to walk my white ass across eight mile to the trailer park <laughs> as he moves them. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, he was all gassed up and uh, noticed that this man did not have his hands up. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, baseball, I don't even know where to begin with baseball. It's uh, kind of crazy what's going on. But uh, it looks like we will get a sliver of a season, which ends up being about a quarter, maybe a third of what it normally would have been. But, hey – it's baseball, and I know there's a lot of people in this country that want to watch baseball. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of funny how there's not the same kind of um, angst when it comes to the bubble versus the MLB plan. I know there's a lot of concern in the bubble with the NBA and how that how that's going to go. But with baseball, you haven't really heard that. Maybe it's because everybody's been distracted by the labor strife instead of like the actual plan in place, uh, which I'm sure we're going to get to. And man. If we have to sit here another month while they figure out a plan to get back into action, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it because you've had four months. Like, what is the deal? Mm -hmm. Who knows? With, with baseball, are they talking about tracking them and taking the extra measures like the NBA? I haven't heard anything to anything. It's only been labor stuff that I've heard in the last couple of weeks. So maybe baseball is further behind than we thought. Maybe. And maybe they play August and September and then they play that they do the playoffs in October and then they wrap it up. I know that the owners don't want to play in November. I know that for a fact. But I mean, at this point, who knows? The NHL is back practicing. The NHL is back practicing and they laid out what they're going to do upon their return. Now they have a phase system that they're working with in order to try and get everybody. And they, they kind of have a bubble scenario going to in two different places. At least that was the proposal uh, by Gary Bettman. So who knows what's going to happen with them? It's just, it's all over the place with me. You want to know what's that is New Zealand opened up. I believe it was a soccer or a rugby stadium and full there capacity. were fans everywhere. Full capacity. Full capacity. New no Zealand social is, distancing full New capacity Zealand because they is, haven't had any new cases in three weeks. Yes. Yes. Man, what, what plan is New Zealand on? The, I don't, meanwhile, the United States 
it just keeps getting it just keeps increasing 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 and i'm starting oh to God. see you know countries who actually social distance actually follow the rules hey sports came back over the summer things are great in new zealand right now yeah. meanwhile there's a lot of concern with covid-19 i understand the nba also uh, has other issues that they wanted to discuss that's going on in the united states right now but yeah it's the know. dodo. It's like the dodo way of life right now. You remember why Ice Age and the dodo birds and they kept falling yeah. off into the tar pits and the volcano and they died one by one because they couldn't learn from their own mistakes over and over. It's like the dodo way of life right now. It's like people like just suck it up for a couple months and maybe we're out of this. And I know everybody has their own theories and oh, this isn't real or it's just like the flu and blah, 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 blah. All I know is. If sports leagues don't come back because they're afraid of COVID-19, that's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. I want sports to come back just like anybody else. But I want it to come back for the right reasons. A, COVID, gone, and or not even A. It's I would say A, the Black Lives Matter movement, and to do what is right for this country. And then B, yeah. COVID. Um, I mean, you could call A, B either way. But, uh, man, it's just oh. – Because there could be – no room. There could be no space for Major League Baseball to return because Arizona was viewed as one of the states that could possibly host a bunch of teams. If they want to adopt the bubble system or at least play at Chase Field or the other you know stadiums in Phoenix. But like you, like we talked about, Arizona is this hotbed of increased COVID-19 cases. Florida you lived in Florida for a little bit, Saul. We all oh, know about Florida, man. I lived in the Florida of Florida. Florida is not America. I, I don't even consider. <laughs> I, I don't even. <laughs> I don't even consider Florida a part of the United States. They're just. They're, Florida they're just is there. Man, it's just crazy, man. It's just I. I, I thought Florida as a West Coaster. When I got my assignment to Florida, I was like, oh, my gosh, beaches. And, like, I was thinking, like, Miami. And then I got stationed in the panhandle of Florida, which is pretty much like lower Alabama. And <laughs> it was not what I thought it was going to be. I went to Florida State, and it was nuts. It was crazy. And, like, not in the best ways. And I very distinctly remember I'm at Herbert Field Air Force Base, okay? That's right. That's like 30 miles east of Pensacola, if you know that area. And I was about to go. I was dating a girl who was in uh, at Florida State. And so I told my supervisor, hey, I'm about to take off for the weekend, going to FSU. He was like, hey, uh, don't stop in this city. I forgot. It was like it started with a D up in, in like right by the I-10. I was like, why is that? He's like, dude, <laughs> you're black. Don't stop there. And that was the first time I had ever heard of a sundown town. Have you ever heard of a sundown town? Pretty much. If it, you are a person of color, don't go into that town and don't get out of your car. Uh, yeah. Don't go into that and town I, uh, after daylight. Essentially. Um, they have, they have another place in Texas. That's like that. And I, there's a couple of them all over the country, but yeah, it's one of those places where they're known to be racist. And, and it just blew me away. I was like, man, really? In Florida? I thought Florida was going to be like all types of different people. No, I didn't realize how crazy it really was. You know, I'm playing golf on the golf course and there's alligators all around and whatnot. I'm like, what? This is nuts. And they don't even mess with you. They just watch you play golf. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not turning my back to you. Uh, but Florida has a unique brand of people. Yes. From and yes and and he and just like arizona a lot of people are being ignorant to the state slowly you know starting to reopen yeah. and you see people hanging out in pool parties you see them going out to the clubs and this is how coronavirus spreads yeah and people just just don't understand i look i can admire you know you've been locked up for months and you're itching to get out of out of the house and return to normal life, but when you still see the number of COVID nineteen cases increasing, and you're just like, "Yeah, I'm going to go to the club," you are part of the problem, and you're going to be the main reason why we don't have sports return. If if college football season 
doesn't come back because of you, you're going to feel my wrath. Let me or, tell you. Or, uh, I, I mean, we're waiting for B. John Robinson to join us, obviously. And I don't know if you noticed what I just put up on the screen, but he's watching our program. <laughs> so be shot if you're out there. We're waiting for you, buddy. Um, check your email, Bajon. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't check his Sal Point email anymore. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's got that UT thing going already. I don't know. But uh, I'm sure we'll we'll work it out to where we get him in here in a second. But while we wait for Bijan, uh, just like a million thousand or a thousand uh, you know, thousands, I would say, or millions of people out there that are college students, uh, his younger demographic. And I know we're kind of, uh, well, I'm an old head, but I started with the original Nintendo. Uh, the PS5, the announcement yes. this week. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. I think it's very apropos to uh, kind of talk about that uh, while we uh, while we wait uh, for Mr. Robinson to show up. But, you know, they, 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 they debuted it and it looked pretty cool. And I mean, I gotta admit, I uh, kind of want it. But you know, Justin, what were your overall thoughts when you, you, when you saw it? I'm a PlayStation guy. I've always Same. have been. Same, tried and, and true, baby. Xbox just never really did it for me. And for sure. I, Xbox had its run. They definitely won the PS3 versus Xbox 360 battle because I personally knew more people with Xbox 360s. But PlayStation has always been near and dear to my heart. I've had the PlayStation 1, I've had the PS2, I've had the PS3. I've had every PlayStation. And seeing the PS5 finally get revealed, it just got me so giddy because <laughs> it's not just like the model and you know all the cool features about it, but you know just like any other gaming system, the more we advance, the better the graphics are. For so sure. you know you're watching a 2K trailer with Zion Williamson, you could see like every little sweat droplets of Zion Williamson. And I, I, I don't know if I'm going to pay however much it costs right away because have they come out with a price yet? Because I know PS4s oh, man, are man. roughly $300, plus you got to buy a controller which can run you $60, but that's a PS4. How much is an extra PS5 controller? In Sony, I guarantee they're going to go full Apple here. They are going to add all these like little tiny accessories that you absolutely need for the PS5, and they're going to charge you up the yin-yang because people buy it. They, they know we need these pieces in order for all of this to function, um, and we're going to buy it. So... I don't know how much the console itself is. I don't know how much an extra controller is, but I know it's going to be damn expensive. I don't plan on getting the PS5 right away, but my goodness, I love it. It looks so beautiful. Much. It looks beautiful. It looks, uh, I mean, it, it's white. It's clean. It's like, you know, it got the little black interior, the blue lights. I mean, it looks pretty dope. I know a lot of people uh, weren't feeling it. Uh, I was. But, um, you know, I'm probably going to get it. I probably will be like you. I will wait a little bit. We'll let them work out the kinks with some of those new first products that come out. But in the meantime, I know you're chomping at the. What do you want to say, Justin? Go ahead. My, <laughs> my selling point, the only way I'll get a PS5 on release date is if Grand Theft Auto 6 comes along with it. Oh. This is a PSA. No, this is a message to you. Rockstar Games. Grand <laughs> Theft Auto is my favorite gaming franchise of all time. We've been playing Grand Theft Auto 5 for eight years now. When, when the four previous Grand Theft Autos all came out within a seven-year span. So we've been juicing out Grand Theft Auto 5. We need a new GTA. And if GTA 6 comes out with PS5, I'm all bored. Well, I'm all for it. Well, let's see uh, if our next guest uh it shares those same sentiments but i mean a there's not much more that we can say, say about this young man Bijan robinson is the best freshman running back to come into college football this season at least rated by a lot of the scouting services uh, i mean he did everything you could possibly imagine at south point high school um, he was all state he was like gatorade player of the year like he's just he's the man i mean what do you want to say and if you don't believe me check this out Rage on that beat, going crazy. 
and live joining us from oh. uh, are you in are you in tucson are you in austin what's up Bijan? <laughs> no how you guys doing no i'm in Good. i'm in austin all right austin huh how's uh are you in dorm life right now or what yeah yeah so we're, we're just uh getting done starting to move in um it's almost finished we've got a couple more things to do but yeah it, we're in the dorms right now getting i done. mean how how excited are you right now i mean this is like what you've been waiting for right to to get to this level i know there's probably another level i know this but you know maybe that's <laughs> three years down the road or whatever but right now yeah. like you just you get to experience the same thing every every other freshman does when they come onto campus whether they're an athlete or not yeah how, how what, what's the what's the mood inside Bijan robinson right now blessed very blessed excited i'm just ready to go um you know i gotta wait a week because the virus so the dude that moved in today they gotta kind of wait and just get tested on some things on the COVID test and just get tested on the body on your body and everything but when we get ready to go it's go time and, yeah. and you know god, god brought me here you know to to you know play with you guys and just show the world what, what we got so when i first met Bijan, he just finished up his freshman year at south point Chubby cheeked freshman, still, still looks like a fourteen year old. Now I'm looking at him right now. He's got a goatee, like he's 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 turned into a man. Bajan, uh, <laughs> thank you again for coming on our podcast, man. I, I really do appreciate it. So no problem. You're this is an interesting time to be in in your position because you're a high profile athlete, and this is all going on during a global pandemic like you're transitioning into college life but then mm -hmm. there's the testing there's the social distancing during workouts so like what's the plan for you do you have to test daily i mean what's kind of the issues there or what's your day-to-day -day routine yeah, so you, you test now um and then they'll see like if, if you if you do test positive for it then you have to kind of quarantine yourself for i think seven days um, but they'll test you daily. Uh, we got to keep taking these daily screeners on our phone, on the Teamworks app to, to see if we're okay or not for that day or if we're feeling well. Um, but for the virus, yes, we have to just keep testing daily. Uh, we have a, I actually have a test tomorrow, uh, for my first test. And then, you know, the team will get their, get their testing done today. So I mean, it's, it's a scary time, but we, we do got to make sure we're all safe and not, you know, giving it to other people or getting as a team so we don't have to get quarantined all the time. One of the, so, one of the, one of the great things that people can do is com compartmentalize. Right. And I think, yes. uh, especially right now, you know, you, you got to worry about the virus. Yes. But you also got to worry about getting yourself, getting your mind right for the upcoming season. Should there be one right. and uh, getting yourself prepared. How was that training process from, from your last game at, at South point to right now? Mm -hmm. Like, what, how have you gotten yourself prepared for the college game? I mean, just just here year by year, me getting bigger and bigger. Um, I think the transition really started where I really get to see like college workouts and how things are going to be in this in this level with my new trainer. Her name is Carla Garrett. Um, she trained she trained a whole bunch of NFL guys. Uh, she's been to the Olympics herself, and just seeing that Olympic lifting training and the different types of movement for your body that you know that would be effective in college football, just like how I was in high school. Um, and keep improving from what I used to be and, and to now. Um, I mean, I feel like the transition will be pretty smooth. Um, I know I just got to you know, get used to the speed of the game and how, you know, how cultural all is. But I feel like when I get used to it, it'll be a pretty good transition. So tell us about the other freshmen, the players, just getting adjusted to the teammates different than your high school teammates. Cause you're now at, at a big boy level, but what's it like being around the guys? No, it's it's though. I mean, we always we all have group chats. Um, so I talked to every player already, and even coming in, you know, these last three days, you know, it's all been love and you know, just happy to see each other um, because we know you know we can be something special. I, I know we will be, uh, but just us as us as friends, as friends first, brothers. Uh, we just all talk to each other, see how everybody's doing, um, and it's all it's it's all love. You know, when we see each other and get here for the first time, and you know, when we're ready to compete, then. You know, we, we'll go from there. Bijan, obviously, um, you know what's going on in the world today. And, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, you're a prominent athlete. Uh, you're a black athlete. You're at the University of Texas and there's some stuff going on at UT. How are you taking this all in and, and how do you feel 
um, you can best approach this as we move forward? Just, I mean, you know, I'm all for it. I'm all for the protests. I'm all for the Black Lives Matter. I'm all for it all. Uh, because, you know, you know, people, the Black people need to be heard um, just to better the country. Uh, you know, white, Black, Asian, no matter whatever ethnicity, ethnicity you are, you know, it's, it's, it's best for the country. So for me, I, I try to, you know, observe and, you know, watch the protests. You know, I'll go some here and there, but just seeing what people are doing is, is, is really awesome for, you know, not only you know, us as people, but even for, you know, sports and anything we got going on in this world. So I support it all. And I just, I just hope everybody stays safe through it because I know it can get violent. So yeah, these protests need to keep going on. You know, I think as, as a young black man, um, you know, coming from another black man, I I just gotta say you have a tremendous platform on your own and um, you know, you have a a tremendous opportunity uh, to not only get yourself, right and get to another level athletically but also um you have a tremendous amount of power and influence and you know hey i i I gotta say man i I appreciate you coming on and doing this and uh, i just i I hope you stay humble baby and uh you've been a humble kid the entire time i've ever seen you and met you and uh you know i i I just i hope you have that as you go forward and and you get influenced by the ones that truly understand what this process is going to be like not only as you as an 18 19 year old but when you become 40 and you're retired from football and, and you're moving on to that next phase of your life and how much um, influence you're really going to have. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. No, thank you. Hey, Bajan, uh, I know, like you said, you have a platform and you know, you're going to continue to use it. Is there an athlete that you looked up to or idolized that use their platform for issues like this? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, LeBron James, he's, He's my guy for real. Like, just I mean, how he handles himself um, through all this pressure. You know, he he has pressure that he has to say things and be a part of this community. But just how he handles himself off the court and on the court, I look at that a lot. I watch a lot of videos off of him just to see how he maneuvers through pressure and how you know whenever he does get criticized, you know what he does. And I just love to see it because you know I don't want to be a LeBron James, of course, but striving to be like that you know you can you can reach high limits from from seeing him it's so crazy to see Bijan right now he's got that deep voice you know he's kind of filled out <laughs> to his body it, it really takes you away from this right here hey guys i'm Bijan. <laughs> i'm gonna tell you a story yes sir what first <laughs> i am a funny guy hello ladies i'm super cool I had to do it, man. I had to do it, Bijan. Hey, that, that that was a time right there. That was a time. I mean, how much confidence did you have when you were what, – what was that, like eight, nine years old? Yeah, I, I was just messing around with YouTube. I saw the record sign up there, and, you know, I just took that video. I took I took two videos. And, I mean, after I took them, I just put them on there, and I would never know what they would, how they would be seen ever. But it was just a little fun time. <laughs> That's what so did you not even think about deleting them or did you get locked out of your account or you were just like, you know what? I'm just going to let it up there. I just let it up there. I don't even know what that account was. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know the password or nothing. I just left it up and, you know, one day that was, people will see that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Justin, you got anything else from my man Bijan or what? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, he just moved to Austin, Texas, and Texas – is one of the states in this country that has some very delicious barbecue. Oh yes. Oh so, yes. Oh yes. So Bajan, is there mm-hmm. is there a, a place? Is there um, a certain style of barbecue that you really like when you go out there to Texas? I mean, I have to do more a little observing, see what they got. <laughs> uh, I know, I know the. I'm trying to eat this brisket that everybody's talking about. I know that brisket good, but yeah, I mean from. We, we I just gotta see what's out here. I know I've been moving these past three days, so we've been to like fast food restaurants. Whataburger here is a little different though. Different in Arizona. How so? They they just they just make their stuff. It's just it, it just tastes different. The meat, <laughs> the meat tastes different. The fries taste different. It's every everything's they, a little different. And they have Dr Pepper shakes. Have you ever had that before? I've never had that. It's the best milkshake you ever had. Will. 
<laughs> yeah. Franklin Barbecue. Uh, check that place out. Uh, you might have Barbecue. to wait. You, it, because you're B. John Robinson and you play for UT, you could probably get the hook up and get to the front of the line and not have to wait at 5 o'clock in the morning like I did. <laughs> but uh, there you go. There's a good spot to check out. There's tons and tons of great barbecue. I, I have family in the Austin area, so I'm familiar oh, with it. But uh, there you go. B. John Robinson joining us today on the Total BS Podcast. Bijan, best of luck to you, brother, and and I hope you stay safe uh, in more ways than just the COVID, but also on the field. And and you continue to produce like you did all throughout high school. You were a model citizen while you were here. And, uh, you know, if there's any kid out there that wants to look up to somebody who who did it right, you were the guy. Absolutely. Yes, sir. No, I was going to talk to you guys. I will echo that. For sure. All right. Take Take care, care, Bijan. Thank you. Yep. You guys too. Do you think Bijan Robinson from the University of Texas, a bright young man with a bright young future? Uh, yeah, hook them horns, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, we, we don't care, we don't rep any school when we're on this show. We 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 no. love all the schools, we love all the players. So if you saw Bijan on there and you want to come on, <laughs> just come on, come on. And we talk and we talk about a number of things, but I will say this don't have an embarrassing video on YouTube. <laughs> I don't think it was embarrassing though. It wasn't he had embarrassing. A lot of confidence. You know yeah. what I mean? I like that. It, he was like, I it's like adorable. the ladies. <laughs> I like to have it's fun. <laughs> I'll, I loved I'll it. Super fun guy. I'm super fun guy. <laughs> Hello ladies. <laughs> I you know I what's so funny is the the first girl I ever asked on a date, I think I used that quote and it did not work for me. So <laughs> you know we'll see. And probably probably a little bit better luck for Mr. Robinson than it was for me for sure. But uh uh yeah, B. John Robinson, uh thank you Future for joining Heisman us. Winner. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's who I would have my money on. But Justin, we've come to the time of the show that we love to go to. It is don't be that guy. And uh, I will let you start it off first with this gentleman who had a bad week. So you had a bad day. Oh, boy. So this guy who looks like a bootleg version of Hank from Breaking Bad, (laughs) the DEA brother-in-law, ate. (laughs) Agent. <laughs> so this guy, Ray Cicerelli, or I don't even know how you pronounce his name. Um, I, I'm assuming it's a, it's Italian. Uh, you know why we can't I, say his name? Why is that? Because we've never heard of him before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even know if it's Cicerelli, uh, Cicerelli. I don't know. But this guy, Ray Cicerelli, that's what we're going to go with. He decided to quit NASCAR because he's a NASCAR truck driver, because the sport decided to remove the Confederate flag. They don't want any, they don't want any Confederate flags <laughs> at any NASCAR race or any event. And so this guy said, you know what? If they're going to take my flag, I'm going to quit NASCAR. And the reason why I sit here and laugh and say, good riddance, my guy, because he's not even a prominent name. He is 0-32. If there's even a record in NASCAR, <laughs> this man has participated in 32 races at his level and hasn't won a single time. Zero. So, zero. 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 So you know what? Good riddance. I, I am so happy that the sport of NASCAR realized, okay, this flag is – not a part of any heritage. It's a part of a long line of history of hatred towards African-Americans and people of color. So, you know, a lot of people are, you know, storming and pro and not, I wouldn't say protesting, but they're just so all up in arms about the Confederate flag being moved. And it's like, why would you want to be reminded of something that was just, a part of history in a bad way. So I appreciate the NASCAR for NASCAR for doing this racist rally. Good riddance. You weren't even that good in the first place. You raced 32 times and you didn't even finish first once. So you stink. Good riddance. Uh, bootleg Hank Schrader. I had a rough day. I took 32 shots. I was over for 32. <laughs> That's yes. Bootleg Hank Schrader. Well, the next the no, I got one. it. Whoa, 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 oh, whoa, oh, oh, oh. whoa, whoa, pump, pump the brakes there. Okay, let me go, and then you can you can do the final word. Okay, uh, Mr. Harold Goodwin has a sister, 
And uh, they were out there in the yard playing the old pigskin. And uh, he tried to give her the business. Uh, and I will let you be the judge of who won. There you go, baby. Mr. Harold Goodwin, take that L. Don't be that guy. He tried to rough out. Man, it was completely defensive pass interference from the get-go. And he's talking trash. He's pushing her all over the field. But good for her to stick with it. And she makes the final grab. Mr. Harold Goodwin, don't be that guy. He messed up. I knew he messed up right away because she lined up. And you, the definition of muscle in that woman's leg you knew right there. Oh, yeah. That family is no joke. Like, they have a lot of athletes in that family. Yes. So. I knew right then and there, she's going to give him the business. And, you know, you can press her at the line and be super aggressive, but she found a way. She continued that route, and she one-handed that thing. Good for her. This last one uh, comes with um, a little trepidation. Not trepidation, I should say. It just comes from the form of a, of a distasteful woman, in my opinion, uh, by the name of Laura Ingram, who is a Fox News host and is completely um, biased in her coverage against black people. I will say it just like that, period. Um, but she wanted to take the side of Drew Brees. Well, previously, she wasn't so fair to another superstar athlete. It's always unwise to seek political advice from someone who gets paid $100 million a year to bounce a ball. Oh, and LeBron and Kevin... You're great players, but no one voted for you. Millions elected Trump to be their coach. So keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. Well, he's allowed to have his view about what kneeling and the flag means to him. I mean, he's a person. He has some worth, I would imagine. I mean, this is beyond football, though. This is totalitarian, totalitarian conduct. This mm -hmm. is Stalinist. And by the way, on the streets of New Orleans, we're looking at live pictures. They're yep. shouting F Drew Brees. Wow. That's what, that's that's what this moment has done to the beautiful team this spirit is, of the New Orleans This Saints. is a great, he's a great Christian man. He's he's <sighs> <laughs> I, mean, I have to laugh to hide the anger that I feel, but... Anger, you know, what did they say? Uh, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. That's a Star Wars quote for those of you who don't know. Um, but uh, Miss Laura Ingram is completely hypocritical in her uh, comments when it comes to LeBron James and Drew Brees. And I think the reason is obvious. Justin Spears, this is your don't be that guy. Why don't you take the floor, sir? Don't be that gal. Don't be I that gal. Two parts to don't be that guy. And I, and I really wanted to address this. But then Ray Cicerelli came along, a.k.a. bootleg Hank Schrader, and <laughs> I decided to say, okay, we're going to have two parts to don't be that guy. Laura Ingram. Oh, boy. <laughs> she is the worst, Desi. She, she is she, the worst. She told LeBron James to shut up and dribble, and then – uh, pretty much the same topic of conversation she told Drew Brees. He's allowed to have an opinion. He's human. So if Drew Brees is allowed to have this opinion and he's human, what does that make LeBron James in your eyes? Mm. And this woman is on one of the biggest media platforms in the entire country. It makes me shake my head and like you said Saul when I first saw that video I laughed but it wasn't like an actual oh that's kind of funny it was laughter to hide the frustration and the anger and yeah, we, we have a phrase for that it's like oh this mother you know what I mean <laughs> exactly and you just listen to the, the tone in her voice and how she talks about LeBron James and Drew Brees and then she also said about Drew Brees this goes deeper than football. So what about LeBron's comments? These are issues that go deeper than basketball. We're thinking about not having the NBA season because of these issues, because it's, it's bigger than basketball.
Shout out to Kyrie Irving for that. But you hear the the difference between the way she talks about LeBron James, the way she talks about Drew Brees, and you know what? I don't even have to say it. It is as clear as day the bias towards LeBron James. And yeesh, I, I have no other words other than don't be that gal. For, for real, for real, for real, for real. Man, hey, you know what? That was a pretty good show. You know, and, and uh, first of all, I have to say this. There have been a lot of people – um, that either watched our broadcast last Sunday uh, when we had a roundtable on race in in this country, and we talked to several people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, and um, and it was it was a good discussion because I think we learn a lot when we listen to more than just one perspective. Um, and a lot of you have reached out and saying, "Hey, thank you so much for covering that. It's not easy to talk about, and we appreciate you." Um, one thing Justin and I have talked about from day one and we continue to talk about and we continue to promote is that this show, this total BS podcast that you guys are now taking in, right. is just not something that you're going to see on your local radio show. You're not going to see it on your local news. We're going to talk about everything, everything, you know, from what's going on in the country to what's going on with your local sports team and everything in between. It's a, it's a wide gamut. We try to have fun as much as possible. Trust me. We, we want to have fun, and that was the whole premise behind this show in the first place. But when real life happens, you can't ignore it, especially when it comes at the at the, the hands and the lives of people that are being impressed in this country. So we want to deal with that the way we want to deal with that because this is our damn show. If you want to yes. do it in a different way, do your own damn show. But we've had a lot of love. I haven't had – we haven't had too many uh, negative uh, people feed uh, give us feedback, and we, we much appreciate every single one of you out there. And even if you have a differing opinion, hey, we're all ears. We're all ears. Because I think that's part of the discussion is to find out what a perspective is and how we can share our unique experiences to come to a happy medium to where we can all just survive together and get along and get and get what we were promised as a birthright, right? That every citizen is treated fairly. And that's that's all. That's all we want. And it's okay to hear someone else's opinion and their voice and have your opinion be changed. Saul, you were a classic example of that because I remember when you and I were both at the U of A during the whole Colin Kaepernick deal during the 2016 NFL season. And I was like a lot of people and thought, okay, this to me seems like a disrespectful route. But then when we were in sports journalism, you talked about, no, no, no. I did these certain things when I was in the military. So Colin Kaepernick could have that right. And that's why a lot of other people decide to fight for this country so we can have the rights to do things like this. And Saul, after listening to you talk about it for a little bit and hearing other voices, it it totally changed my mind. And my opinion on Colin Kaepernick right now was is to, was totally different than it was in 2016. And you know what? It's okay to have your opinion changed because when we have a dialogue and we can create this discussion and come up with ways to get over these issues, I I think that's a great part of this country and we all just need to listen. And yeah, if you have an opinion, great, but also be willing to listen at the same time and that's what we try to do here and that's why we highly encourage interaction with this podcast we're going to tackle issues and we're going to talk about serious topics because we want to because we feel like we have an obligation to we have a platform it's not the platform that we want it to be yet but we still have a platform and these are issues that we need to tackle but don't worry we're going to have fun we talked about ps5 and the release date we talked about barbecue with a future heisman winner the, this is what makes this show so great, and we appreciate all of you for joining us for this ride. Hell yeah! I I can I, I was going to add to it. Uh, the only thing I was going to say was nobody serves their country to try and get one perspective all the way across the board. You know, what I mean, like you need the differing perspectives from everybody um, to truly have harmony amongst everybody. You know, and I think that's the most important part of all this. So thank you all for joining us on another uh, Total BS podcast. It was fun. B. John Robinson, thanks again for joining us today. Uh, many, many 
thanks to to him for joining us as well as you know good health as they move forward and the Texas Longhorns as they uh, try to embark. He wants to make it to the college football playoff. That's what he said. So hopefully they can get there. But to everybody else, thank you so much, Justin. You got anything else to add? Yes. Be sure to subscribe to the Total BS podcast on YouTube, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on Twitch, too. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter because, yeah, we have lots of good stuff on there as well. So Total BS Podcast everywhere. So subscribe, rate, review, share with all your friends. Also, give Justin a follow. He's at Justin Esports. Give myself a follow. I'm at Saul underscore Bookman. We can use some Twitter love. Twitter, fucking verify us already. Jesus. You know what I mean? (laughs) What what do we got to do to get verified around this place, man? They suspended the Twitter verification process or when you can submit an application. So I haven't done it in a few years. I'm also afraid to tag Twitter verified on Twitter and say, like, could you just please verify me, please? Because I I don't want to seem like that guy. I mean, maybe, you know what? I, I think I know a guy, so I'll only see if I can work on that this week. But please until verify I, us. <laughs> please, please, I need validation. <laughs> the only thing I need. That's it. That's it. Oh, man. Until next time, that's Justin Spears. I'm Saul Bookman. We'll see you when you see you. Peace. Peace. Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool. It's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us. Yo, your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool. It's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us.